0: Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of Drink More Water. I am Riley, and I'm Sophie, <laughs> and we are back with another episode. Okay, guys. Oh, just like our audio, one thing we can never get right is our intros to our podcast. So, like I said last week, Sophie and I, we we try and get out of the intro part, like as best we can. Yeah. Just then, we do. I um. Yeah, I said to Soph, I'm like, so whose turn is it to intro <laughs> acting like I didn't know when I did listen to our podcast this morning from last week, knowing well that it was my turn to do the intro. And I
1: went I was ahead.
2: like, absolutely, it's your yeah. go.
0: <laughs> I go ahead, I do my intro and then Soph hasn't even got her AirPods in so you could hear my audio on her end. So we're back, take two, but we are here.
2: <laughs> and we're in we're doing groove. well. We're doing well. Oh God. So funny. I was just like, you started talking and I was like, oh yeah, this is going well. And then I was like, something feels wrong. And then I just saw my AirPods sitting next to me. I was like, oh no.
1: <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, I mean, one day, like, as you guys know, we don't record in the same, um, like together. So there's always something, but I mean, one day we will get it right. I feel like last week's mm-hmm. audio was spot on. We were,
2: oh, I was listening to that just like smiling. Cause I was like, we did it.
1: We actually <laughs> we did it. Did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it will never not be stressful, but I'm so glad we, um,
0: yeah, we finally got that sorted. So happy days in regards to that, but we have a really good episode lined up for you guys today, which we're really excited to record, but we're going to get straight into our weekly highs and lows, uncap our week. I know a lot of people are really interested in knowing about Soph's sticks in her backyard. If you <laughs> listen to last week's episode, you will remember that we did have a random movement of mosquito poles in soap's backyard so very stressful times um but so weekly highs and lows and let's have
1: an update on that that pole situation
2: Uh, okay so update on the mosquito poles I just firstly can I say I love how invested so many of you are it actually made me so happy um okay so update since I last talked to you guys I said that they'd moved mysteriously we don't know what happened and then we moved them to a different place to like make a mental note if they would move again and they are still in that exact same position a week later Mm. so we haven't had any more movement and i'm quite disappointed i don't have any exciting updates but i think i think it'll always be a mystery What happened that night? <laughs>
0: what happened that night? No one knows. I mean, isn't it so funny? It's just one of those things where it's like, I really hate that it happened. But equally, oh. it's like now, if nothing's moved, then maybe like you were the one going crazy.
2: Well, did I just wake up in the middle of the night, sleepwalk out there and move them? Who knows? Oh, it's You know what I yeah, mean? The
0: whole thing stresses oh. me out, if I'm being honest.
2: Me too. But you know what? I'm just gonna not think about it and live in the ignorance. <laughs> done
1: now. What's done is done. Oh, so good. I mean at least that's um I mean that can be a high for the week if anything.
0: There hasn't been anyone breaking I mean, into your house.
2: Yeah, like that's always a good win. a good feeling. <laughs> but um in terms of no my real highs and lows, I mean, okay, so I, it was my week leading up to period week, right, last week. So I was feeling very low. And I was just saying to Riley, like, you can kind of see it even in my vlog, in my weekly vlog. I'm just, like, in a quite low mood. I was so incredibly emotional. Like, oh, my gosh. You know when you feel like you've had such a build, like, buildup of emotions and they all just, like, release at once and you just break Mm. down? That is exactly what happened to me. Um, We... We watched, I finally, after three and a half years of relationship with Sam, made him watch The Notebook with me on Friday night, which was quite ideal. Um, And that got me, like, I was sobbing, absolutely sobbing. And then after the movie ended, right, I looked over at Odie and he was sitting next to me and I started crying and Sam was like, why are you crying? And I was like, it's going to be so sad to think of a time when he's not in our lives. And then I started crying even more and Sam was like, why are you thinking about this? I was like, I don't know next morning cried again over like something stupid and then last night what do we know the period has arrived so i feel like i don't know i just feel much better this morning knowing that like that's the reason why but my so my my blow of the week i'm going to just say is being like kind of low energy and very emotional very very emotional um but my high of the week, I think I might have updated you guys a little bit on the podcast of my story of uh, like coming off the pill, having period pain, all that kind of thing. And literally ever since I've come off the pill, I've had like really, really bad period pain. And then this period, so I got it last night. It was a couple days early, really, really random. And I've had no pain whatsoever. Mm. And I'm so stoked about it. Like I could cry. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> <But> I'm can... <laughs> um, Just like, I don't know what I've done. But I've had no pain and it just feels so good because it just – we were talking about this when we actually went away a couple weeks ago um, because Riley had a period on the trip. And we were just saying, like, this is what a period should be. Like, it shouldn't hinder your life Mm. in any way. And I kind of feel like that is what I'm experiencing right now. So I'm super stoked about that. So that's definitely my high.
0: How – honestly, like, periods are one of those things where – the level of empathy I have for anyone out there that suffers from really, really terrible periods, endo, PCOS, any, any of those sorts of things, like, girls are seriously incredible. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just horrible. And like you said, I mean, we always talk about this, but periods are just something that we should be able to have and go through as you know with as little um complications as possible right like i hate that it can stop some people from living their their lives for a week a month i just absolutely oh it's horrible and i mean i know for me i feel like i've been so lucky since i mean i got my period probably when i was around like 12 i would say so fairly young mm. um but i've always had a very regular cycle it's always been quite good um and in terms of pain, I did go through a period, I think, where – period, haha um, – period where <laughs> where it would make me feel so sick for like five, six hours of that first day, like vomiting, mm. I just horrible. And I, It's just not okay. It's not okay mm. at all. And I think since – honestly, I mean, I'm in no means qualified, nor are you, to give advice around <laughs> this sort of thing. But I know for me, upping my magnesium is just – a mm-hmm. godsend around my period. Like I know I post having um, the moon milk from Naked Harvest, like in the mornings and stuff around my period. And everyone's like, wait, that's for night. Like you're going to go to sleep. I'm like, no, like get this into you around your period. Cause it is the best thing ever. I feel like any pain I have gone just by like mm-hmm. doubling my dose of magnesium, which is crazy, but I read a bit on it and it, yeah, it's proven to work. So That was amazing for me. And also, like I've said this to Soph, I have used a menstrual cup now for, I'm. Quite a while. I reckon like a year and a half. Yeah. Around that. And that just makes me feel like I never have a period. Mm. There's like this is. I love that. Yeah. It's getting like a little TMI right now, but it's sort of like you never deal with blood. (laughs) And that is why it feels so like, oh, I'm never on a period. Or, you know, you go for a swim and it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's literally up Mm -hmm. and in you. Like, you don't, you can't see anything. You can't, like, it takes a while to get used to, but that has been the best investment and the best thing I reckon I've ever done around my period. Although each to their own. I know some people are like, absolutely not. I could never, like, think of anything worse than putting a cup up me. I'm like, you know what? Fair.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I kind of see. <laughs> I kind of see that.
0: But no, that's been good for me. But anyway, I divert. Weekly highs and lows. I um, was just thinking about this then, and honestly, I can't think of anything, you know, in particular that was like amazing or not good. So you know, it's been one of those weeks. But I mean, overall, last week I was just so onto it. And I said that in last week's podcast, but I feel like I just trained really well, consistent with my walks. And I felt just like really good in my routine. Um, T and I went away Friday night up the beach, which was always nice. So I feel like that was probably like my high of the week. Finishing your week, just going away feels so good. And when it doesn't really cost, it's even it better.
2: <laughs> so, Especially when it's like not a huge trip to do mm-hmm. and like by the beach, it just, nothing beats it. Yeah.
0: It's so nice. And I am just obsessed with like sunrises and sunsets like if I could live my life I I really am like I I always say to tell you I'm like I'm so low maintenance like if you just say like let's go watch the sun I'd be like
1: yes let's do it like absolutely absolutely like
0: oh I just think it's so good so I got to see yeah sunset and then sunrise and it was yeah it was just nice so that was probably my high and then low I can't really think of anything rather than just not being in Hamilton <laughs> <laughs> that was, you know, it's never so true. <laughs> I feel like I think,
2: yeah, I was saying to Sam, I was like, Oh, I don't know why I feel so low this week, obviously. Period. But he was like, Well, it's probably just like coming home from Hamilton and being yeah. like, Oh, I'm no longer <laughs> <Okay>. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, so true. So, funny. so, so
0: funny. But we have quite a big um, episode up today that we want to chat about, and one that we both think is probably overdue in a sense. I know so many of you girls message every single week asking for an episode that covers at least one of these topics. And we thought we would sort of unpack our own health and fitness journeys and then sort of unpack everything that kind of follows with that in the one episode. Um, And we'll touch on sort of mindset, tracking, calories, weight, Um, appearance, how you show up in your day and all that kind of stuff to do with health and fitness um, as well. So to start off, Soph and I will talk a little bit about our background in health and fitness and then sort of, yeah, unpack it from there. But I think to start off with, Soph, did you want to touch a little bit on your history with health and fitness? Obviously, so many of you girls would know um, a lot about Soph's history with binge eating and losing lots of weight and then gaining weight and stuff like that as well so take it away
2: <laughs> all right I was just listening to. It. I was like okay where do I start <laughs> um but I guess with my I get like journey I guess you would say with health and fitness and eating and everything I feel like I've had a very big and diverse kind of oh, I don't know five to seven years if That's probably how long it has been. I feel like I started getting into health and fitness probably at the age around like 14, 15. I remember what got me into it so much was the vegan movement. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you remember, but when we were like 14, 15, it was huge on social media. It was like every girl was vegan. You know, if you wanted to have this perfect body, this perfect life, like vegan was the way to go. And so I remember me and my friend were like, oh, let's do like a 30-day vegan challenge kind of thing. And so we went vegan overnight. Um, I and I feel like I had a pretty like generic kind of upbringing, like ate everything kind of thing. Um, it didn't hold back in any sort of situation, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we literally went vegan overnight and cut out everything, obviously, um, any animal foods. And at first we were like, oh my gosh, is this amazing? I definitely, I don't know what it was like going through puberty at the same time, but I definitely like shed a bit of, that extra like I guess you would say like puppy fat kind of thing you know when you're just like going through puberty and stuff um but my skin got terrible like broke out so badly and that got me really obsessed with exactly what I was eating because I would feel so guilty and worry so much on you know, if there was too much sugar in something, if there was too much salt in something, I would not obviously eat like dairy or any animal products. Um, but then I just I don't know, I think that's almost what kind of propelled me into a really restrictive state because at first I was like, well I'm not gonna eat anything that's going to make my skin worse and the more it got worse, the more restrictive I would be, and the more I would research. And I love research, but I also hate it because it almost kind of tells you you can't eat anything. And so I was to the point where I was like, I would, you know, wouldn't even let my dad cook me a meal because I didn't know what was in it. Like, that's kind of the point I was at. Um, And it was for my skin. And it was also like, I got to a point where I was like, I want to be shredded. And, you know, I think social media did play a huge role in it because I was like seeing all of these girls being so fit and so shredded. And I was like, I need to be like that to be happy kind of thing. Um, And so that... Definitely kind of like, I don't even know, kind of mixed with being stressed in the last couple of years of school turned into binge eating. So because I would restrict so much and not even really restrict calories more so, like I never really tracked back then. I didn't really know like how much I was eating or whatever, but it was more so, I think it's called orthorexia Mm. when you care so much and you worry so much about the foods you're eating rather than like how much and stuff. Um, And so I would kind of get on these binge eating episodes, if you want to call them, where I would just have a moment of like, I'd eat one thing that I would deem, like unhealthy or that I couldn't eat. And it would almost just like be a downward spiral from there. I would start eating and I just, I'd be like, well, I've ruined the day. So I'd eat, 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 and then feel terrible the next day. Say I'm never doing it again. And honestly, that stuck with me for like a solid couple of years. And it was so awful. Like I, my love goes out to anyone, dealing and struggling with binge eating because it is honestly one of the hardest things I've ever gone through and you just like it's such a hard thing to explain if people have never experienced it because it's like you can't control yourself and that is the most scariest feeling because you know you think you're the one person in the world like you can control if that makes sense because you are your own person Um, And so it did stick with me and I'd go through good months where I wouldn't at all and then it'd happen again and I'd feel really down about myself and it was kind of just like a never-ending cycle for a while, to be honest. And then kind of what broke it for me was I started to just reintroduce all foods. Like I didn't really restrict any foods anymore and that like helped more than I can ever express. Um, I just didn't feel like I needed to, Binge because I could eat whatever I wanted whenever I wanted um, and don't get me wrong it wasn't a week turnaround it wasn't a month turnaround I'm gonna say it was like a solid year of kind of like pushing myself and you know what it was hard 100% like there was times where I was I would feel guilty for something but I would have to tell myself don't feel guilty for this and that was definitely hard because it took a few months of me still feeling guilty, but I've now come to the point where I can literally eat anything and I don't feel guilty about it. I will, like, I don't have any bad connotations with food. I don't deem any foods unhealthy or healthy. I just focus on eating what makes me feel good. But equally, if I'm away or if I want an ice cream or if I want this, I'm going to eat it. And that is ultimately where I'm at at the moment. I genuinely feel... In terms of like my relationship with food and fitness in the best place I've ever been. And I've definitely said that in the past, but not actually meant it or not knew how much more I would like realize and grow To now be in a place where I am actually completely food neutral and I have heard a couple people talk about that before is when you don't have any feelings towards any food Mm. you're completely food neutral and I look at Sam and the way that he views food because that really helped me seeing someone that I'm so close with having such a good relationship with food and now I'm like I have that exact same relationship Mm. and it feels incredible so I'm so sorry I just like did not stop talking for about 10 minutes but that's my story
0: (laughs) I I was like I couldn't get my eyes off you I was like keep talking (laughs) tell me more and honestly like I think it's so nice for us because we have come from such different backgrounds that Mm -hmm. we can relate to a wider audience of people because I know so many clients struggle with the exact things that you've struggled with before I personally have not but I feel like my level of understanding and empathy towards that is so high because I have worked with so many girls that have been in your shoes um it's massive. Like it's such a massive topic and it's a massive thing to go through and you're not stuck there. So if you are listening and you're on the other end of this, yes, there's work to be done and there's help that you can get, but ultimately it needs to be your decision. And you need to be at that point where you're like, you know what, I'm ready to take control of my health and well-being and cut the shit because at the end of the day, that is just no way to live. And ultimately, ultimately, sorry, like so said, you know, you are the only person that's in control of you and when you're in those episodes and you feel like you can't control what's going on that's where you know that scared sort of mindset is and that's where it feels like the fear but to get out of that you know you need to seek external help and get that help because you don't need to be doing that alone and you don't need to suffer any longer than you already have. And, you know, you can see soap is a direct example. Like you're out of that mindset now and you're thriving, like you're so healthy. You're so happy. Your hormones are better. Everything is better as a result of just making those mindset shifts and obviously changing a lot of lifestyle factors as well. It's so good. Absolutely.
2: And I just wanted to say, anyone who is going through this at the moment, there is light at the end of the tunnel. You don't have to go through this for the rest of your life. And talking to people is something that I could not recommend more. I personally, whenever people or girls come to me asking what I did, like I really, really suggest seeking professional help because that's what they're there for. They're trained, they're there to help you. Um, For me as well, I just really, really loved talking to like my friends and family about it as well mm-hmm. because getting talking to people instantly just takes it a little bit more off you and you know it just kind of like lessens the load on you and people then can talk to you about it and it just helps yeah. so yeah anyway yeah how about you how's Completely. your health <laughs> <laughs> all right
0: so I was actually just having a little think then and when I think back to sort of like mm, when that kind of you know you start to think about your body image more and, and that becomes you know more of a real deal for you and you really start to hone in on it and you know for me I came from such a sporty background like my whole life I was into sport training you know at least 10 times a week from probably the age of thinking back maybe 12 13 I don't know like young young anyway and before that super sporty as well so I feel like the way that I lived and the way that I ate and trained was always around performance and not aesthetics Mm -hmm. you know sport was about Winning and being competitive and getting into finals and whatever else. So I ate because I needed the energy to train, or I ate because I needed the energy to compete that day, or whatever it might have been. So I ate a lot. I think back to say, like, an afternoon before you had training, and it was like a smoothie and two toasties and some popcorn on the way, and then an apple. And then I get home and I eat on the way home, and then a massive dinner, then a bit of dessert. And I never ate badly. I was always super healthy growing up, but you know, definitely. <laughs> didn't restrict, I ate whatever I wanted essentially, but equally, I could eat what I want because I was expending and my output was so high, you know, all through growing up. So I was always super fit, pretty muscly, um, and yeah, ate what I wanted. But on the flip side of that, you know, compared to say how so few do body image for me, it was I'm too muscly, my shoulders are too broad. I wish I was more feminine looking. I wish I had more curves. I wish I had a better bum, whatever it might've been. And I'm going to say I was, you know, 14, 15 and Mm. you almost expect, and I'm kind of diverting again, but at that age, I feel like you look at grown women, you know, you look at people that are 18 plus or 20, 21 and you're like, Oh, her body's amazing. And I wish I could look like her forgetting that you are 13 or 14. There's no, there's no way you can look like that girl because she has gone through that phase of you know puberty and developing. She's now a grown person, and you can't look that way. You haven't done, you haven't done those years yet, and that's totally fine and not to strive for that. But I feel like I definitely fell in that trap of that for quite a few years. You know, wanting to look older than I am or just be developed in that sense when, you know, in reality I'm 13 and 14 and I can't. So I think for me when I stopped all that sport, making the adjustment to my diet and then as well as my training was where I struggled the most. Because you can't go from training, you know, 10, 11 times a week to going into, say, a gym setting, which I did straight away because I really enjoyed, you know, that's when I was sort of getting into the gym more so and strength training I would try and go twice a day every day of the week. And very, very, very quickly, I realized I was like, this is not maintainable and there's no way my body can hold out doing this. And it's almost impossible to find a split in the gym that you can do 10 times a week. I don't think you could even do it. It's, It's not possible. And for me, it was a massive adjustment trying to work out, right, okay, so I'm still fit and healthy if I am training, you know, four or five times a week. And I don't have to train 10 times a week to be fit and healthy. But I reckon that took me like a good year, year and a half to actually wrap my head around the fact that that is okay and you are doing enough. And to be fit doesn't mean to be extreme in my routines or in my day to day. Um, And that, you know, same went with food. I was eating so much when I was training. And then all of a sudden my output was a lot less and it was like, okay how do I eat now like what what does my day look like and what do I eat for breakfast and what's too much and what's too little and that was a big adjustment but overall I feel like you know throughout my life I've been fortunate to always focus on performance and the physical side of things never really came into fruition or in my mindset as much as it perhaps would have because I was so focused on performance and eating for that reason and equally I was very fit so It wasn't like I ever put on weight or felt the need to change my physique probably up until I got into more strength training and then you know you can manipulate those things a little bit more and that's when I had to really do the work to recognize what was right from wrong and and to make sure I made that transition as seamless as possible because that could have gone two ways but I feel like I've always been very self-aware and I kind of caught myself before it became detrimental if that makes sense.
2: Mm, Yeah, it's so interesting to kind of hear because as you said, like we have had such different, I guess, journeys with our health and food and fitness. And so I really like both of our perspectives because I feel like a lot of girls can relate to you and then a lot of girls can relate to me. But I just think it's so funny. It's not funny, but so interesting. Sorry, to think that, like, you know, you were so focused on performance goals that that is why the food kind of never even really mattered and that's why I think so much that even now you know even if you are doing the four or five gym sessions a week or three whatever you're doing like still focus on those performance goals Mm -hmm. because that's what matters and that like you know when as soon as you start focusing on performance goals rather than physique goals it's like your mindset just changes so much because you don't care and you're like you're you're eating to benefit your body not to you know starve it or oh I hate my body because it looks like this so I'm not going to do this I'm not going to do that rather you're going oh I want to be able to get that 80 kilo squat so I'm going to eat this and this and this like you're thinking of a in an abundance kind of way instead of a lack of if that makes sense so I love that.
0: Oh, I, I mean, I think now like it's funny because I've never really considered it too much but I always tell clients focus on performance and the physical will happen right weight loss will always be a byproduct of eating in a deficit and training to an extent or just watching your your output and you know i have a client at the moment and we had a call this morning and her goal is to lose you know you know upwards of like 20 or 30 kilo over the next sort of 18 months so she's given herself a very long time we have a plan in place i know that she will do it she's already around 7 kilo down um, within 15 weeks, so that's a really healthy rate of weight loss, right? She's doing all the right things, and this client has come from, you know, a disordered past um, with eating and body dysmorphia and things like that as well. So the progress that she has made is incredible. And one thing that you know she mentioned this morning was, you know, my weight hasn't dropped that much. And and when you are on a weight loss journey, it's all you can think about. She said, she's like, all I can think about is that and. Like, I'm feeling really good about it all, but that's all I can think about. And I was saying to her, you know, weight loss doesn't need to be at the forefront of your mind. And for whatever reason, girls feel like they need to spend 90% of the year focusing on losing weight, right? Mm -hmm. How often do you hear someone say, yeah, I'm just maintaining my weight right now and I'm feeling really healthy, (laughs) really good, mindset's great, thriving, plenty of energy, you don't I don't think I've ever heard that no No, because it's like who are we if we're not trying to lose weight right and Mm -hmm. you know I said to her this will happen you will lose weight right you're in a deficit you're expending X amount of energy per week we have a plan in place and you're being really consistent in your routines so as a byproduct of your lifestyle at the moment you will lose weight there's no physiological reason that you won't and the fact that she feels as though every single day needs to feel like it's about weight loss, everything I do is about weight loss makes the whole entire process very draining, and this kind of you know comes on to another topic that I feel really strongly for, and I know a lot of you girls know that I run a twelve week reset, so it's like my one on one coaching and we work for twelve weeks and the reason I don't call this a challenge or a program or whatever else is because nothing lasts twelve weeks and nothing lasts four weeks and nothing lasts eight weeks. You know, it is all good and fine to do a challenge, you know, with your local gym or whatever it might be. But please do not put weight goals on a challenge. And mm-hmm. I <laughs> I'm about to get like really tricky. I can't stress this enough <laughs> because you're you can't expect to lose any any amount of weight within a time frame right the minute you put a time on something your body feels a level of stress and resistance around that number and around that you know time that you've put on yourself so you know for me if i'm like right in 8 weeks time i'm going to be ripped and i'm going to be shredded and i'm going to look amazing i can guarantee i won't i can almost mm-hmm. guarantee it i will not do that because instantly there's a level of resistance i feel stressed around even trying to achieve that I don't necessarily even want to achieve that. And as well, you know, if you think about your hormones and your body, you don't want to put yourself under any form of stress, right? Stress is so detrimental to your health as a whole, and that can come in so many different forms, but you know, at its essence, it will raise your cortisol, right? Stress hormone, and therefore that pretty much stops fat loss from happening. You know, cortisol is a direct link to fat loss and hindering it in that sense because your body, you know, almost retains fat when you are stressed or you have high cortisol levels. So if you think about, you know, your weight loss journey and you're like, right, I'm losing five kilos in four weeks and I'm going to be ripped by the end of it and my body fat's going to be down and I'm going to be so happy. Your body's like, absolutely not. (laughs) We're not going to be doing that, okay? And the reason is because... You don't need to put that time frame on yourself. There is no reason you need to be somewhere in four weeks' time. And, you know, for this client, she said to me when she started at the beginning of the year, like, I'm in this for a year. Like, I'm going to do four 12-week resets because I'm not in here for 12 weeks trying to lose 30 kilo. because I know that's Mm -hmm. not what I need to do. And she has done so much work prior to working with me with a psychologist to get herself in a really, really good headspace coming into our you know coaching together and it shows and she is in a much different place from you know who she was 12 months ago and even since we've started together she is just a completely different person and the way that she approaches her health and fitness is incredible considering where she has come from and like I said to her now when you're not doing a challenge when you're not doing a reset for just doing a reset this is now a lifestyle right you're in this for the long term you want to be here for the rest of your life and in this state and and on this journey. So if you have a bad day, if someone passes away, if you feel like shit, if you get your period, if you have a crap day at work, that's life and you're allowed to miss a session. And you're mm-hmm. also allowed to not track for a day. And you're also allowed to be sick and not train for a week because it's life and you don't have 8 weeks to reach this goal. You know I've never in my life had an uninterrupted four, eight or 12 week block. And I don't know about you, Soph, but who has? No, absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not, right? So all of a sudden, when you tell yourself, I've got to be here in eight weeks and then you get sick for a week and you're like, oh my God, I've already fucked up. I've already lost a week. Like I wasn't tracking properly and I wasn't training properly. You know, what's the point now? I've got six weeks left and I'm not going to get there. And well, stop. Like you don't need to be there Mm -hmm. in six weeks. You quite literally have your entire life. So let's take a step back, breathe in and out, relax with your routine and start to establish some really good mindset goals, get in really good habits and first and foremost, make sure that your mentality around health and fitness is the best it can be because nothing physical will change until you change your mindset.
2: Oh, oh <laughs> Mitch. you just... You just hit the hit the ball. What's the saying? Hit the hit the ball on the something something like that. (laughs) Something like that. You nailed it. That's what I'm trying to say. Wow, that was so good. And I just want to say, like, completely agree with everything you just said there. And the thing with six week challenges and eight week challenges is that. Okay. Yeah. Even if you do manage to have a really great six weeks and you go, yes, like I didn't eat out once. I went to the gym every single time. Okay. That's six weeks, but guaranteed that's not going to be the rest of your life. And what happened a lot, cause I did a lot of challenges in my fitness journey and I would do six weeks and I would do four weeks and I would do eight weeks, blah, 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 blah. And as soon as the end of that six weeks ended, usually I would put on everything that I'd lost, and I would eat so much because I feel like I just restricted for the past six to eight weeks and it just, it's not maintainable. And then you feel like, oh, now I have to go on another six, six weeks challenge. Like, do you, do you actually want to be going on six week challenges and eight week challenges for the rest of your life? Can you imagine doing that? Cause for me, I personally can't, I don't want to constantly be trying a new diet or constantly being like, okay, I'm going to change this. I need to be shredded for this because it's like, oh who wants to put that much energy into it? And honestly, ever since I decided that I'm just going to eat well and eat how I want to and move how I want to, whether that's going for a walk, going to play basketball, going to the gym, going for to the beach for a swim, whatever that may be like I will choose it on the day. I feel like I could at the moment continue doing exactly what I'm doing for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. and be happy with that. And that is the point where I feel like everyone should be at and where you will be your happiest Mm -hmm. because who cares? Okay. So say you could do something and lose, yeah, four kilos in four weeks or whatever, but then put it all back on and keep doing that for the rest of your life. Or you could lose whatever you want to lose over your life, but it's a sustainable thing, so it doesn't have to be within four weeks. That instantly makes it not stressful, and it instantly makes it more fun because you know you can just live while living healthy. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? You can still love health and fitness and still not let it rule your life. And I think that's the most important thing to get out of. I guess what I'm saying is. It is so easy to get wrapped up in health and fitness and let it become your life. But that's when you realize, oh, shit, have I seen friends in three weeks? Mm. Have I gone out to dinner once? No. Mm -hmm. Like even I would, you know, it'd get to the point where Sam would be like, oh, like, do you want to get takeout? I'd be like, no, like I can't. Now I'm like it's a tradition once a week we have takeout and we want to do it another time in the week. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I love it. It's a part of my life that I love. And I know we've spoken about this before. Like, do you actually want to be that 5% less in body fat for living like that 95% more of your life? I love going out and eating with friends. I love, you know, I just love food and I love just enjoying my life. And if that means that I don't have abs, so what? Like, I honestly don't care anymore. And I think, obviously I care about my health and I want to be healthy, but I don't know, it's so freeing to get to that place where you're not ruled by food. Because yeah, as and we were spoke, we've we spoken about this before, but I was definitely in a point where I thought about food every single second of every day. Mm. Like I'd finish a meal and i would be like, all right, what's next? Oh no, I can't eat till this time. I can't do this, blah, 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 blah. Now I honestly finish a meal and don't even think about food again until I'm hungry Mm. isn't that just like like I'm honestly so proud that I've gotten to that place Mm. it's crazy because it's like this is literally how the body has designed like how it's been designed to work Mm -hmm. like I don't think about it until I'm hungry isn't that just like but I feel like in this day and age and with this society it's so like that's foreign to not you know to think like that so i don't know i don't even know what i'm saying but i hope you get the gist <laughs> no, i
0: i completely agree and you're so right in saying you know that you know five kilo less to live 90 percent less of your life is so not worth it and i know for me you know at the moment i was actually talking i actually vlogged this week guys i actually vlogged three <gasps> days get to be edited but i did do it so <laughs> keep an eye out yes um But in that vlog, I was talking about um, my goals at the moment and you know, for me, I am eating in a deficit at the moment because I've been on a six month um, program and this phase is fat loss and I am in a deficit, side note. Anyway, the reason I have no issues with being in a deficit is because I have a very good relationship with food and I could not give less of a shit about the number in food. Start looking at food as energy, right? Like a banana is energy. A Big Mac is energy. A Tim Tam is energy. An apple is energy. A stir fry is energy, right? Calories are energy and our body requires energy. That's at its base level. That is literally what food is. Okay, some energy is better than other energy. That goes without saying. I know if I go to Macca's and have a cheeseburger, it tastes unreal. Like let's not get that wrong. Equally, I'll probably <laughs> crash in about an hour because that energy wasn't the best quality energy I could have given myself. So uh, I feel a bit shit in an hour, life goes on, right? I have an apple, it's energy. I eat it, it was good quality energy. I feel really good and it, that sustains the energy for a longer period of time. But the fact that you know I had energy from either of those sources doesn't change the fact that it was energy and it was just a number of calories. So when you have that association with food like, oh my gosh, this Tim Tam is going to make me put on weight or this piece of chocolate is going to make me fat. You don't look at an apple and say that, right? Mm-hmm. But wait, they're both energy. And a chocolate Easter egg is probably the same as an apple. But mm-hmm. why is it that the egg makes me fat and that's that's the enemy, but the apple's fine, but they're both 70 calories. But no, it's only the apple that I'm allowed to eat. Mm-hmm. For sure, nutrient-dense-wise, that apple is a lot better for you. That goes without saying but it doesn't change the fact that it's energy and that goes for everything. So, you know, when you look at calories, I said the other day, you know, since I am eating in a deficit, I still went to Guzman Gomez. I still got a burrito bowl and I got it without the cheese and without the sour cream. Okay, that's me eating in a deficit. I'm still having the bowl. I didn't have the Mm -hmm. cheese because it probably saves me 200 calories, right? Energy. But there's no reason I need to restrict a food group. Or a meal, or whatever I like to eat, just because I'm eating less, right? There are so many ways you can eat in a deficit without it feeling any bit restrictive, and the same with eating in a surplus. You know, I have so many clients, and this is something that as girls we do not talk about trying to gain weight. And I don't, I you know, I probably do myself a disservice in terms of I don't speak about that enough um, for those girls, and you know, there are actually people out there trying to gain weight, trying to maintain weight, trying to lose weight. And no matter what your goal is, it's completely fine, right? Like you're allowed to want to lose weight and you're allowed to want to gain weight. And, and neither of those should be judged. And I know, you know, we get so many questions, both on our personal Instagrams and on this Instagram as well, asking about, you know, tracking calories and feeling restrictive with calories and, and food groups and stuff like that as well. But, you know, at its essence, if you are tracking, it shouldn't feel restrictive and it shouldn't feel like obsessive in the sense that you, you know, you look at food and you see the number and it stresses you out. And don't get me wrong. I understand that that can happen, but ultimately, and this goes back to, I think the episode with Georgia that we recorded, I said in that episode that Something that really grinds my gears and makes me angry is when someone would message me, say, or another influencer or whoever saying that, you know, it's triggering to them to see the calories in a meal if I post it or if Georgia posts it or whoever. And the reason that annoys me is because that's not a normal thing to feel. You shouldn't look at a banana and think, that stresses me out because I now know that it's 90 calories, right? You shouldn't have that association with numbers and food. And that should not freak you out, because it's not a normal mindset to be in, and it makes me angry. Because if that's how you feel, please get the help. And I'm—I don't mean angry in the sense that like you're making me angry. I mean it makes me angry because you don't have to live like that, and you shouldn't accept that feeling. So you know, saying to somebody else, or oh, please don't post that—it's triggering me. I understand that, and I completely agree that you know th- some things will come up for you if you're at a different level. Um, in mentality when it comes to food and nutrition and you need to honor that within yourself and recognize where you're at but please get the help because it's not a normal way to think about food and same with training you know you shouldn't be at the gym thinking i'm not leaving until i burn 400 calories on my apple watch you know Mm. everything is energy every single day you burn a baseline energy right before you do anything and that for girls you know if you're at a fairly average weight and height for your age and, and everything like that, it's typically around that 14, 1,500 mark, right? That's what we burn before we even talk. <laughs> it's quite literally what our body requires. So if you have a coach or someone that puts you on, you know, 1,200-calorie diet, you're not even eating enough to, to get through your day and to function. And I'm talking heart pumping, blood going around your body, speaking, digesting, breathing. Your body requires energy. So if you're on 1200 calories a day plus exercising plus walking plus working you're not even nearly getting enough food in and and girls don't understand how much we can actually eat you know I eat around and I'll say it because what I eat is not relevant and no one should take this on board for their own calories but at maintenance I can eat around 2200 to 2300 maintaining my mm-hmm. body weight and people freak out. I know so many girls like, "What? You're eating that?" And when clients first start with me, I always put them on maintenance, and it's usually around, you know, anywhere from I would say like 1,850 to say 2,400, dependent on the client. And they're like, "Hey, just checking. You gave me the right calories. I just looked on my my profile and saw that." And you know, it's something that as a society, like Soph said, we're so drilled into thinking, you know, 1,200 calories is what we need to be eating, or 1,400 calories, but we require so much more than that. And a lot of the time, you know, when you're at maintenance and you're eating a lot and your metabolism's firing, that's the goal, right? Like you want to eat the most amount that you can maintaining your body weight, like at its core. That's the goal. I don't want to maintain my body weight at 1200 calories. Absolutely not. That sounds like hell. Like I love food and I will not stop eating my cornet every night. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, and you know, like also one thing, so said before about you know living the way she wants to live and going out with Sam and having takeout and all those sorts of things to not have abs is such a good topic, and it's like a whole nother topic in itself. But when it comes to, uh, I'm on a full rant. I just want to like pop that in there. Like I know if you guys are walking and listening, like I'm on a, I'm on a rampage. I'm just gonna finish this off. <laughs> Um, you know, when you're you know, thinking body goals and I have so many clients and, and DMs and I'm sure you're the same, if that come to you saying, you know, how do you get abs? I just want a flat stomach. I just want no cellulite and my arms are holding weight and my bum's holding weight, whatever it might be. As girls, we seriously need to recognize where we store fat from a physiological standpoint. We store fat in our lower stomachs. We store fat in our bums and thighs. It's quite literally the most you know readily available energy source for our child one day when we are pregnant if we choose to be that is why we hold fat in those areas and everyone is individual and in, in regards to you know where you store fat and that's um you know a whole nother thing in itself but recognizing that just gives you the power to realize that you know if i am on a weight loss journey or i am gaining weight those areas will probably be the first area that i gain weight and the last area um to lose weight because you know That's where I store fat as a girl. So when you have the goal of having abs or a flat stomach or no cellulite, you're quite literally just setting yourself up to fail. And I've been there. I have spent eight years, I reckon since I was 12, I've had a fat on my stomach, thinking I would just love if I didn't have fat around my stomach and belly button. I'm like, that would just be... I would be so happy if that was gone. And I've said this to you before, you know, not that I've said I want to lose that, but just said that that was always a goal. Like if I I got rid of that, like life would be good. But in reality, and the more I've learned, the older I've gotten, and the more I've, you know, studied this stuff, it's not meant to be gone. Like we're actually not meant to not have that. And I would have to be at my absolute lowest, lowest body fat percentage to have abs. And I can tell you now, my health would be terrible if I got to my lowest body fat percentage. No more period. No more eating out. Excessive cardio to maintain being at a very low body fat percentage. No energy. Probably brain fog. I wouldn't be able to run my business or give my clients what they need to the capacity I can because I actually have the energy. And life itself would feel pretty freaking shit. (laughs) Because exactly you can't expect to function on a higher level and show up in your day to day as your higher self if you're running off literally nothing and I am not in the slightest bit prepared to do that to my body to have abs for you know three weeks because that's the longest time I can maintain it so if you're out there and that is you know always coming up for you and such a goal I can't make you you know not have that goal and stop believing it but please Please, please, please try and move away from that goal because it's not realistic. And I think I actually said it in this weekly, um, not weekly vlog, in the vlog that's coming out that if you are someone who has cellulite or has fat on their stomachs, you're in the majority of females in the world, not the minority. So that kind of just reiterates why it's pretty freaking normal. And if we've all got a bit of fat on our stomachs and all got a bit of cellulite, Let's just unite in that and be very, very conscious of the fact that that is a normal thing to have. And, you know, all of these things body image wise, they're only as bad as the energy that you give them. So if you give having cellulite a lot of energy and you give having fat in your stomach a lot of energy, that will stand as something that's very, very important to you where it shouldn't be. So stop giving something that is so normal, so much energy in trying to change it because it's literally the way we are you know we don't question why we have a nose or question why we've got you know two eyes it's it's the way we are the way we're made and and how our bodies work and the same thing goes for storing fat anyway i ran over so if you go
2: (laughs) (laughs) i just love how passionate i mean we both are but you are on this topic like i actually think if i just left the room you would just not stop
1: (laughs) I, it's like, it's, oh God, I know. And I can even hear myself and
2: I'm like, just stop, just stop. No, I love it. I actually love it. I just wanted to get back to one thing you said because I wanted to like go on about it a bit, but you said one thing and it was, you used to think or, you know, your whole life, the past eight years, you've said to yourself, I will be happy when my stomach is flat. And I just wanted to touch on this because, at the lowest or my smallest or leanest or whatever you want to call it point when I I now look back at the photos and go holy shit like I was tiny I had nothing to me even at that time I was not happy and I still thought I had more to lose and I'm honestly not sure I'm sure some people do but most of us will we ever Think, even at our leanest, even at our smallest, at our lowest body fat percentage, ever be 100% happy and go, okay, I don't want to change it at all. No, we will never be happy. There will be always be more to do, more to lose. I just think that's so unhealthy because it's like, oh, why is there always more to lose? And it's crazy because I was talking to one of my friends the other day and I was just saying like, oh, I 100% know that I've put on quite a bit of, you know, fat or not quite a bit but a bit of you know body fat on since I've just started eating normally and I was looking back at photos being like oh wow like I was so small then and I and I remember her saying to me at the time she was like Soph like you're really small and I was like what and I remember going home being like what is she talking about Like she doesn't know what she's talking about like I'm not small I've still got so much to do my abs aren't showing enough my arms aren't smaller enough. Like. It's just a never ending thing of this. Oh, I need to do more, more, more. I need to be leaner. I need to do this. And um, you see so many girls, especially who share their lives on social media, get to this really lean point, whether they are, you know, doing a bikini comp or anything. And they're never happy with their bodies. There's always more to lose. And there's this girl, I'm sure some of you have heard of her. Her name's Anna Archer. I know Riley, we've, we've talked about her quite a bit um but she recently she left social media for a couple of months and has come back and is talking about this and i've actually really enjoyed like her chats about this i think it's really interesting um but she's like never get to your leanest point because you will never be happy and anything more than that you will think is not okay and i was just like wow that's so true because you get to this smallest point that you can get we are not eating this you're not eating that she used to, said, she used to say sorry that she was scared to measure out like more than 30 grams of oats. Like who wants to live a life where you're scared to, you know, measure out more than 30 grams of oats. (sighs) Going on from that as well, in terms of calories and tracking, I think that whatever you want to do is great. Like I just think that everyone should be okay with whatever anyone else wants to do. For me personally, I think... Long term, I don't want to do it. I'm not doing it at the moment. I'm really enjoying it. But equally, like there was a time where I did do it. I really enjoyed it. It also, for me, almost healed that orthorexia part of me or my thoughts in terms of that. Because it showed me that, like you said before, Riley, the calories in a Tim Tam and an apple are equal or whatever. So, like, it just kind of taught me that I can eat whatever I want. Same energy kind of thing. So... Now I'm going on a rant. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but basically, I'm trying. I don't even really know how I'm going to wrap this whole sentence up. But basically, find what works for you. If you want to track, track. If you don't, don't. Mm-hmm. It's quite. It's quite literally as simple as that. Um, I think it's really important to be energy aware. Know how much you're eating. Know how much you're expending. I think that is really important. Um, But, yeah, I just think that, you know, there's no point in trying to get to flat stomach when, yeah, like you said, like our bodies generally aren't designed to look like that. And, yeah, maybe that's that girl on Instagram who naturally just has a super flat, ripped stomach. And you're like, I just want to get to that point. But. I mean, you never know, maybe she is working really hard for that or it is genetic, but like that is the minority. And you talk to 90% of girls, most of your friends probably, and they will all say the same things. Oh, I want to lose stuff around my stomach. I want to lose stuff around like this. But imagine if we just like didn't want to do that. Imagine the conversations we could have if we weren't talking about fat loss and weight loss. And something you said before, Riley, you were like, who are we and who are you if you're not trying to lose weight? And I think that's such a powerful sentence and something to think about because who like there was a time where that was my life and if someone asked me who are you if you're not trying to lose weight I would be like oh I don't know I don't know what what would my days look like and now I don't even think about it and there's so much more just essence this is sounding so cheesy but there's so much more just like oh like oomph to my life now because that isn't like I am a person without trying to to want to lose weight and I think it's it's often like you said you never hear people go oh no I'm not trying to lose weight at the moment I'm not on a diet no no I'm just eating whatever I want have you Mm. ever heard someone say that no but I'm like why like oh it should be such a normal thing but it's not and it's almost like you'll look down on or you're questioned if you're not trying to lose weight or you're not on a diet because everyone's like oh she's not trying to lose weight like you can live like that I don't know it's just it's crazy to think that that's so normal now anyway that's my rant over (laughs) I love it's
0: just literally rants back and forth (laughs) but you're you're right in saying that and that at its core is just the truth to it like who are you if you're not trying to lose weight and there's so much more to life and remember that if you are on a health and fitness journey and you truly value your health and well-being, you will not make your life about weight loss because that's not worrying about your well-being. That's just worrying about the way that you perceive your body, right? And there's work to be done there. The only way that you perceive your body is by losing weight because it doesn't make anything better. And I feel like I have noticed a shift in girls because so many clients, you know, this time around have been, so quick to say, my goals are to feel good, get stronger, and ultimately leave this experience just feeling like I have a really good grasp on my health and fitness, and that is just like a power statement, and I love that so much. And I, you know, even business goals moving forward, if I can create somewhat of a community that that is like at its at its values, that is what we're about. I just think that is so so important, and we don't need to talk about weight loss anymore like let's just give it a break don't get me wrong like if if your goal is to lose x amount of weight and you have good reason to lose it and it's not because you know you've got maybe 1 2 kilo of fat on you and you're really stressed about it let's do it that's not a problem but there's a way to do it and that's where the you know the contrast in sort of opinions come with it is there's a good way to lose weight and there's an unhealthy way to lose weight But at its core, let's just strive to live really, really incredible lifestyles where you are fulfilled in so many different areas other than how flat your stomach is. How good does it feel you know, when you're just walking every day and you're prioritizing your mental health and you're listening to a podcast and you light a candle every night and you have a bath and you go to the gym and you train well and you meet up with a friend for a walk and you go out for dinner and you share a pizza instead of getting two and you share a salad and you feel really good about that decision and you didn't cut out the pizza you still had the pizza but you both were like you know what let's just split two and then you felt good about that decision you didn't feel horrible for going and eating it and stressing about the carbs and the pizza and you know ruining your day ultimately and your night just because you had a pizza life is to be lived and I think there are so many other ways to measure your health other than how flat your stomach is. And the more you, you know, have these conversations with friends and and open up to people in your life about this, the better it gets. You know, even, you know, last week, so talking to Sam and T about this stuff more so than we usually would just being at home, it just opens your eyes to a different perspective. And we always talk about this as well. And I feel like as a collective on a friendship level, and this isn't just between the two of us, but I know with friends that that's not our focus. You know, we don't mm-hmm. just talk about, oh, so what's your deficit look like today? What did you have for lunch? What are you having for dinner? Did you train this morning? How far did you walk? It's like, okay, you went for a walk. Unreal. How good do you feel? Great. Let's move on. Like, it's not mm-hmm. about that. And I love the feeling of feeling lean and strong and tight and fit and eating well. Don't get me wrong. Like i profit like i love it but equally how good's like a packet of skittles and i love a tim tam and an ice cream at night and if it's easter like yeah buy me a buy me a bunny like i'm gonna eat it because it's not that's life like i don't it's not about that and you know some people it's a really high value to them to to eat as healthy as they can and follow a very routine and strict diet but it's not for me and it kind of comes back to that episode we recorded on our values and you know, getting really clear with yourself and what you do value because most of the time weight loss is not on your radar as much as you think it should be and that's a really positive thing because it shouldn't be on your radar and there is so much more in life that should come before that and you know, focus on being healthy, focus on being strong and as a byproduct weight loss might happen, it might not but at its essence, just focus on having a really healthy relationship with yourself and yeah, just your overall well-being. I think that's the the main takeaway from all of our ranting today.
2: <laughs> Look, I just want to wrap this up with saying, at the end of the day, you're gonna die. Right? <laughs> this is this we, is or...
1: <laughs> I just I just love this. I said this to mum yesterday about something
2: else. Oh, so good. <laughs> at the end of the day we're all going to die right and it's it's just the reality right who wants to look back at their life going oh fuck i'm glad i didn't eat that pizza yeah fuck i'm glad i didn't have that easter bunny oh. no yeah. that is just not how you're going to think you're going to be on your deathbed just like picture yourself right close your eyes right now I <laughs> maybe am not if you're, you're my eyes. <laughs> yeah close your eyes you're on, you're in a hospital bed and it's, it's getting to the end of your life, right? You know, you've probably got a couple days left. Are you thinking about, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I had a flat stomach for my entire life and didn't eat anything I wanted. Absolutely not. Riley, are you thinking that right now? I just
0: felt trauma thinking that. <laughs> I was like, all the brownies, all the hot cross buns I've missed out on. But that, Sophie, you've nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. What a brilliant way to sum that up because that is quite literally it like let's strive for health but let's not strive for abs because (laughs) hello like it's your friend's 21st you're like I'm so glad I didn't go like thank god (laughs) could you imagine going (laughs) and having a chip like the stress of it all and (sighs) oh and girls honestly like if you're out there and you felt triggered by anything that we've said today and I don't mean you know, um, took it in a bad sense, but just felt like a level of anxiety around any of these topics. Like understand that you don't need to stay in that space and that there's so many people out there that can help you. And if anything did come up, like bring it up with people and and reach out for help because you don't need to stay there. And there is so much life to be lived beyond, you know, um, disordered eating or body dysmorphia and things like that. Because the minute you let go of, those thoughts and feelings and emotions around food and fitness—it's honestly freedom, and you will have such good quality of life, and every area of your life will feel better by just giving yourself that space to let go and and really start living. Ultimately,
2: absolutely, I think I'm happy with that. I'm a so little happy wrapped up burrito. That. Yeah,
0: just <laughs> we wrapped up in one beautiful little episode and dish it to you on a plate. But yeah, oh great, love that.
2: Me too. Yeah, I feel like I can breathe
0: now. I'm like, whoa, we've just got a wall (laughs) of our chest. If you guys are still here, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well done. (laughs) We'll move straight into our Ask Us 3 segment. I feel like we haven't really done this properly for a few weeks now. Um, And we went back through the Instagram before and saw so many sent through. So I've got the Ask Us 3s for us today. So I will start off with one that is definitely one for Soph. And somebody has asked... How did you feel when you started out on YouTube? I guess, how did you start out and did you have any fear around judgment or anxiety around that at all?
2: All right, well, absolutely I did when I first started YouTube. I did not tell anyone. I think I told my dad and one of my friends and that's it. Mm -hmm. And I was petrified of anyone finding out. People started finding out naturally and it was a bit confronting. I'm not going to lie. Walking past people and seeing them like whispering and then looking at you and then like looking back. But I think for me, the biggest thing that I was told by other people and saw people saying online was, look, Think about your life in five years and where you want to be and picture that. Picture the big picture, not the small picture. Right now, yeah, you might be embarrassed. Maybe it is embarrassing if a guy you like is coming out being like, oh, I watched your video last night because that absolutely did happen to me and it was embarrassing. <laughs> but I was like, do you know what? I actually did come home one day and deleted oh, – didn't delete, but put all of my videos on private And for about maybe 10 minutes. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, no, put them back on public. But I think just – it's really important to realize that if you have an end goal, like to focus on that, because yeah, there'll be people, whatever it is, even if it's not starting a YouTube channel, there will be people who are going to judge you. Even I'm sure Riley was starting your business, starting your Instagram, like people would have talked, people would have judged, but in the end... You're the one with an amazing business. I'm the one who now is doing this as a full-time career and loving it and thriving in it. Like, And now those people who would have made fun of me are coming to me being like, oh, hey, like, how'd you start your YouTube channel? And you're like, hmm, interesting. So I think it's really just important, whatever you're doing, if you feel judgment from other people or you are scared of people talking about you behind your back, you need to realize that if you've got big goals, which you probably do, They are going to be people who are talking about you. You think about, I don't know, Justin Bieber. You think about, I don't know, The Rock. They are huge, right? And they've done some amazing things. They're going to have people talking behind their backs. It's just what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So you've got to realize that if you do have big goals and if you are doing things that are different, people are going to talk. But in the end, who's the real winner? That's all I'm saying.
0: Oh, preach (laughs) no this just stands to be so true people will always judge you for doing whatever you want to do and honestly I started my channel I mean I'm not a YouTuber let's just put that out there um
2: you are you are a YouTuber
0: um (laughs) but no the reason like you know I started my business straight out of school there's no way I would have started it in high school which is crazy to think in hindsight because why not right like why was there so much resistance there and I you know, I didn't think of it till after high school anyway, but in reflection, I definitely wouldn't have, but I'm so glad I did. And yes, people would say things, you know, nothing terrible, but I mean, there's always a level of judgment, I think, especially straight out of high school um, and just, you know, in your area and people, you know, but like Soph said, if we were to sit here and tell you, you know, in three years time, you're going to have, you know, 200K subscribers, it's going to be your full-time income. You're going to be working with amazing brands and and that's your business and that's your life. Would you start? Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Exactly. Right? Yep. But you
0: don't know that until you try. So if you're going to let a group of people in your local area, you know, stop you from doing it because they might say something, like, it's not really good enough of a reason, I don't think. And, and ultimately, just back yourself and be confident in that decision because if it's something that you really want and something that you're really passionate about, like Soph said, we're all going to die one day and you're not going to look back and think, thank God I let those three boys from school dictate my entire life. That was awesome.
2: (laughs) Yes, I'm so glad (laughs) glad I I
1: did that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next question is, what is the one bit of relationship advice you have for a romantic... was that even english <laughs> romantic <laughs> you know when you're, like you talk and i was anyway, what is the one piece of relationship advice you have for a romantic relationship
2: done okay got there. <laughs> we got that <laughs> Okay. Well, my my biggest piece of advice for anyone in a relationship is gonna be so cheesy, and you're gonna be like, "Okay, cool, serve you shut up." But communication.
1: <laughs>
2: okay, cool, you, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's communication. I honestly think this. I mean, it it applies to every single relationship in your life, but especially someone that you are romantically involved in. If you do not communicate anything, it's going to cause problems. Mm. It's going to cause arguments. There's going to be, you know, you're not going to know where you stand with someone. Communication is literally the key to life and to any relationships in my opinion. Yep. So I'm going to keep it, sh- I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Communication is my answer.
0: Yeah. Love that. And I think, yeah, my piece of advice, I mean, it would probably be a few, but just, be as relaxed with each other as you possibly can in terms of you know not jumping down each other's throats i'm so guilty of it but i think just make life fun and be really appreciative and grateful for the other person like this morning t i knew he was in a rush for work and i went to the gym before he did um but i got home and bless he made the bed and he always makes the bed to be fair but you know usually i was last out so usually i would make it if i'm last out but I left it, went upstairs, got ready and left and he made the bed before I went to work. And it is back the front, the pillows aren't facing the right way and they're not in the right (laughs) order, but that's totally fine. But I sent him a message and I was like, just like, thanks so much for making the bed. And he's like, it's literally fine, I had to do something, but I think being grateful for the other person and showing that you do appreciate when they are, you know, doing things for you is important too. because you can get stuck in just the mundane routine of life and, and take things for granted. But I think as long as you kind of stay friends and yeah, be grateful for what um, you both do for each other in that sense. It just keeps things very, I don't know, just light and you're friends at the end of the day and you deserve to treat each other with a lot of respect in that regard as well because yeah, I don't know. I think that's probably my advice at the moment or just what's really standing Absolutely. true for me. Absolutely. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Sam and I always say this, but I think it's so important to be in a relationship with someone who is your best friend mm. because it's just fun and it's light and literally the other day Sam and I were having an argument. And in the middle of the argument when we were going back and forth being like, "Oh, no, no, no." We just looked at each other and then I cracked a smile, he cracked a smile, and we just started pissing ourselves it's in
1: laughter. So funny, isn't it? <laughs>
2: It's the funniest thing in the world. It's so annoying because you're so angry and then they're just laughing and you're laughing and you're like, fuck, but that's the best. Yeah. Like you can, like and Sam always says, he's like, you're my best friend. I'm like, you're my best friend. And I think it's so important to be friends with, you know, your partner because realistically, like you want to be with them probably for the rest of your life. So why not have fun? Why not be best friends and, I think, like you said, you do get caught up in the little things so much. Oh, you didn't put the dishwasher on. You didn't do this, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, oh, like, let's just have fun. And I don't know, I guess just try and not take things too seriously.
0: Yep, exactly. And just being, you know, cut each other slack as well within reason. Like if, you know, something doesn't go your way, you have a shitty day and then they haven't done the dishwasher or whatever. It's like, you know what, we're all human. Like
2: let's Mm -hmm. just chill
0: with it a bit more and have fun because – there's so much to be very serious about in life and I don't think your relationship should be one of those things especially when it comes to the mundane things but anyway
2: exactly and like we've said a couple of times you're gonna die so like <laughs> let's just have fun
1: <laughs> that's just gonna be our like our callback to everything
0: like at the end of the day guys
2: <laughs> oh God. you're gonna die all
0: right <laughs> oh, and I guess this applies to this next one as well so our last ask three is a girl who essentially is starting a new job she's straight out of high school and she was saying that she's feeling a lot of anxiety around getting a job and moving into a workplace and that sort of thing and And just being in a new environment. And I guess this applies to, you know, joining a gym and all that kind of stuff as well. So I guess, Soph, what's your piece of advice when it comes to, you know, going into a new workplace or just going into something new itself?
2: Um, I think I mean thinking back to when I was starting a job, I used to be so nervous, like so incredibly nervous and it's even like going to a new school, starting a new job, going to a place where you don't know people or you know you're gonna be the new person. it is scary and I think your feelings are 100% valid. like it's 100% scary and it's normal to feel like that way, that way. Everyone feels that way. And if you are going to a new workplace, everyone there had to be the new person once and they were all probably feeling very nervous once in their lifetime too um but i think what i always told myself when going to a new job i would just be like look give it a month and i feel like after that first month you look back and you go oh i had nothing to be worried about i now i'm friends with these people it's fun it's fine but give it a month because yeah you're going to be nervous with every new thing you do you're probably going to be nervous but just Go in with it, go into it. Sorry, with an open mind. Be like, look, I'm just going to do the best I can. At the end of the day, I'm gonna die, so like, why not just try it? And like, ah, oh, I think that's just my answer for everything today. Yeah, no,
0: I love it. And you know, this applies to so many things. And especially when you are straight out of school, you know, you haven't necessarily been in these environments that often, so it can feel quite daunting and scary. But like so said, give it a month and see how you feel. And I think feeling nervous and apprehensive about these things is totally normal as well. I can think back to so many different scenarios where I felt that way about heaps of different things. Like it might go down to, you know, going into the bank yourself and, and asking the lady to get a card or set up a new account. That's nerve wracking. Cause I'm like, mum, help. Like, I literally don't know what I'm <laughs> how I'm like, how do you adult? And it might've been like, you know, going to a rental inspection or going to the accountant Oh, going to the accountant the first time stressed oh, me out. Don't and get I, me started. Like, 18-year-old girl, owns her own business. It was just terrible. But the thing is, I walked in the door, I asked for the lady, I sat down and everything was fine, right? And I walked out thinking... I did not need to make that as big a deal as I did, but equally I've learnt from it and now going to the accountant any time in the future I feel totally fine. So, you know, it will feel scary and you will be nervous, but that's life and there'll be so many scenarios and situations that you were in, you know, right up until you die. Theme of the episode <laughs> that will make you feel that way, but equally you'll grow each and every time. So just go into it feeling confident in yourself, knowing that you have the ability to, you know, socialize in that job and be totally okay with the job itself. Um, and copy yourself some slack. You know, you're only human, you will feel that way, but at the end of the day, you'll be fine and just give it time because before you know it, there'll be another person coming in, starting, and you'll be like, right, I know exactly how you feel. So it's a good thing and and you'll kill it
2: exactly I also think there's a really it's a really good what you call it technique to doing anything if you're nervous or just don't want to do it is it's just the five second rule so you go five four three two one and you do it you don't think about it and I love it because it's even when you set your alarm and you don't want to get out of bed count to five or count down from five just do it if you're nervous five, four, three, two, one, do it because it's just the doing it. It's the getting there. That's the hardest part. And then you'll walk out and you're like, oh yeah, okay. That wasn't as bad. So those are, those are our biggest things. Yeah. And we're just talking at the end of the yeah we We're just,
0: we're just, we're just dragging this out in case you've still got like a K left of your walk or you've got 10 minutes left in your drive. We've got we're you. Like, <laughs> we've got you. We're going to keep going. Um, but as you guys know, last segment recommendations i have not given this one bit of thought but give me a little second why sophie tells you hers. <laughs>
2: okay thank you so much for putting me on the spot <laughs> um okay biggest recommendation for the week actually kind of random but recently i have been loving buying myself flowers and popping them on the kitchen sophie, table Sophie, i it. think i know it's so wholesome isn't it's it so <laughs> wholesome. <laughs> i just think it brightens up the whole house every time i look at them i just feel happy Mm. and i really recommend everyone listening to go do that
0: yeah you know what i'm gonna follow you with that one i recommend okay okay, this is very like this is based on the person i recommend cleaning like if you feel stressed (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> I was just not expecting that. It really took me by surprise. No, no,
1: no, here's my
0: reasoning. Hear me out, people. All right. I recommend cleaning because if you're feeling like, like you're procrastinating in whatever, work, uni, whatever you've got going on, or you just feel a bit down and out, or you feel like your environment isn't tidy, whatever, cleaning is one of those things, right, where I'm procrastinating or I feel like I'm just not being productive in any way, shape, or form cleaning is so mindless like I know how to clean get the vacuum and clean it's not difficult to do or tidying up is like okay start folding my clothes it's mindless but if you put on music and just clean it's like yes you just technically wasted an hour of what you could have been doing work but your house is spotless so you were productive it was mindless and it's kind of just a
2: win-win for everything
0: I really I highly recommend it do you know what
2: i actually really like that thank you because i i no worries because i really agree do you know what you're gonna be so proud of me i've actually been cleaning a lot the past week
1: tell me i inspired. <laughs> just tell me it was me
2: i'm not gonna lie you did <laughs>
1: Oh, I've done something right in my life. <laughs> I was
2: picturing. <laughs> you can die happy. Um, But I've been... Okay, this is another recommendation. I have been putting music on. If it's in headphones, if it's on the loud Bluetooth speaker, I don't really care. And just cleaning. And you just feel on top of the world. Oh. And you sit down at the end of the day and you're like, I feel so accomplished because my entire house is spotless right now.
0: Okay, right? This is my point. <laughs> yes. like, I... Okay, so I, I've mentioned this a few times. I've just grown up in, like, a – I mean, it's essentially a prize home. Like, it, mom yes. keeps a house bullshit clean. Like, I can't even tell you how immaculate my – anyway, that's just a whole other thing. But oh,
2: no, I can 100% – like, yeah, I can confirm this. I walked in and I was like, I don't even think there's, like, one strand of a couch – Dot no that's out of place no here.
0: it's like and the pillows are just they're puffed to perfection oh they're perfectly and fluffed they're perfectly Perfect. fluffed and it uh, how she does it is beyond me but i've definitely oh, adopted she's an inspiration some, yes she is some mannerisms <laughs> from mum. like i i can't chill to everything's just like where it needs to be you know and <laughs> it's down to like wiping the sinks and wiping the basins and like there's no I, I just love. I love. I, I love it.
2: <laughs> no, I can. I'm tell. Not even gonna go on about it
0: because I just love being clean. But when the house is clean, my head is clean, my life is clean, and I just feel like activate mum mode. I'm killing it.
2: Oh, absolutely, mm. absolutely. Real adult. Alrighty. Mm. <laughs> should we wrap this up we
0: before we
1: keep talking for another half an hour? <laughs>
2: Alrighty, guys we're so sorry for babbling on so much today but we hope you enjoyed hopefully it got you through a long walk or a long drive or something maybe you're cleaning and this is getting you oh, through
1: <laughs> love it
2: <laughs> I love it um but yeah if you did really enjoy it definitely make sure I, I don't think we've ever said this but if you are loving the podcast we'd love a review five-star review if you'd want to give it to us i'd highly appreciate okay. it um and if you want to tag us on your stories where whatever you're doing if you're cleaning if you're walking we love seeing it and yeah we are so appreciative if you've gotten to this point because we've we've really gone at a few tangents really today have. and we do apologize <laughs> <laughs> anyway guys riley do you have anything else to say
0: nothing else to say other than this week we will be starting up our facebook group um so you guys have a bit more of a community so so far i've been talking about this for x amount of weeks and i was talking to kari this morning because she runs outside of things for us and we're getting it happening because i feel like there's so many of you on here and i want you guys to all i mean i we (laughs) as a collective (laughs) we want you guys to start (laughs) to connect and obviously we can open up conversations over there as well and i just think it'd be a really cool container of women as well so that will be happening this week. So keep an eye out over on our Instagram for any updates on that. Um, but aside from that, just thank you for tuning in again. We honestly appreciate your support so much. I feel like we say that all the time, but it's so cool. It'll never not be cool. I just, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Me too. It. It's so good. But um, thank you guys. And we will be back in your ears next week with another episode. See ya. Bye.
2: Thank you all so, so much for tuning in on today's episode. We are an independent podcast, so all of your love and support really means the world to us.
0: If you guys did like today's episode, make sure you take a screenshot and share to your socials and tag us at Drink More Water
2: Podcast. And if you do like our podcast, definitely make sure to subscribe and leave us a review as well.
0: And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye!